This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Elite Life Optimization Coach Ryan Nidell, and today is day two of Wellness Week here at 15 Minutes of Freedom, where I'm going to dive into my preferred methodology for eating and why you might want to consider it yourself. So if you go back and you listen to yesterday's episode, right, we covered base metabolic rate what it means, how to get it tested, and really debunking some of the mysteries behind all the diets that exist. Right At some base level, we need a caloretic deficit that is minute and consistent that is altered on every, a few-day basis in order to achieve long-lasting results to keep your thyroid in healthy condition, optimize your body's hormones, and allow you the biggest chance for success in the long run. These are things that can be done without the help of any health coach. You literally... Go pay for a DEXA scan, go pay for a VO2 max, combine the numbers, figure out your resting metabolic rate, divide it out, have a few meals a day, life becomes pretty simple. In addition to that, I may mention about drinking water, right? You want to drink at least an ounce of water per pound of body weight that you have on your body. We want to add some natural salt to it, right? I prefer pink Himalayan sea salt. I believe it to be one of the highest quality salts that exists. From there, we add potentially, depending on how adventurous you want to be, a couple squeezes of lime into that bottle of water, container of water. We do that because a combination of the natural salt, right, natural sodium, and what's in the lime creates an ideal situation in which we now have the water sticking to your body where it needs to be instead of just flushing you out all the time. Right? So water is certainly good for hydration, but not if it's making you excrete all day long. Side note as it pertains about eating. Two additional mentions that I didn't bring up yesterday that came in the conversation that I had with Taylor Sappington, who has shined light on many of the topics I'm sharing with you and also reaffirmed and pushed my boundaries on what I thought to be true. As you are eating right today, no matter what you're eating, no matter what your diet is, even if you do not wish to adhere to any sort of caloretic deficit or surplus, I'm going to encourage you to practice mindful eating. Let me explain what that is for just a moment. As you begin to sit down and have a meal, relax yourself for a moment. Don't eat in a rush and in a hurry. Feel your lower stomach relax. Keep a nice vertical posture. Don't hunch over and stop shoveling food in your mouth like it's a race. Digestion truly begins in your mouth I'm going to encourage you, if you're using a spoon or a fork, hopefully it's not just your hands, to in between bites, physically set the utensil down on the table. Consciously in your mind, count to the bare minimum of 25 chews per bite before you swallow. This for many of us, myself included, originally felt like an eternity. However, when I slowed down and became more conscientious of my eating, allowed myself to chew and fully break down the nutrients, the digestive issues that I had started to decrease. What also ended up happening was I was able to have more availabilities of the macro and micronutrients in everything that I was digesting. Why is that, you might ask? Because the acid in my stomach was not solely responsible for breaking down the food. The teeth that we all have in our mouths, hopefully dentures if you will, are there for a reason. Use them to help break down the food before you swallow it. Your digestive tract will thank you. Your inflammation will thank you. And ultimately, your bowel movements will thank you. It's massively impactful just to do that. 
Side note, the water that we're drinking throughout the day, contrary to popular belief, water actually takes metabolic process to digest. So you're going to want to pause yourself from drinking water for 30 minutes prior to eating. Sip water very sparingly during your meal and then 30 minutes afterwards. We do this because we want all of the stomach acid, everything that we have available to us, present and ready to help us digest the food that's coming into our mouth. This becomes much easier if you chew 25 to 30 times before you swallow. You will feel that your saliva actually becomes more active and you are less thirsty. Crazy, isn't it? How our bodies are actually designed for efficiency if we allow them to be. This brings me into today's specific topic, which as I made mention yesterday is actually eating for your blood type. Now, if you were to hop on Google right now and type in eating for my blood type, you're going to see a mixed bag of reviews. You're going to see many posts online and say they are, there is no scientific data that this actually works. Now I am not a scientist, so I can't say if it works or not based off science. What I can say is the founder of this, Dr. Diamato, has been treating patients for the past 25 years with immense success. Tens of thousands of patients in a clinical setting, helping them dial in the variables of their life based off blood type, and he's crushing it. What happens is, though, with today's social media and what goes on, this eating for your blood type, this mindset, this methodology was something that came out in the early 90s. So unless you're someone that was watching Oprah back then or perhaps the Donahue show, you probably never heard of this. Facebook, as we know, it wasn't around. Social media wasn't used. Right? It was just the early days of, of the Internet. And so I can only share with you my exact experience with eating for your blood type. Now I'm going to share with you a couple things. And just in your mind, answer if it fits you or not. Right, to start with, you're going to have to know your blood type. If you don't know it, you can go donate blood, and they will share it with you. More than likely, your mother, your father, somewhere on your birth certificate, there's a chance, depending on who you were born, your blood type was also found then. If you don't know it, I would heavily encourage you to invest the $100 if you don't want to go donate blood and figure out your blood type. I'm going to explain exactly why. You see, for me, I happen to be no positive blood type. Been it my whole life, it's never changing. O blood type, or O positive specifically, has been called quite often the caveman blood type. Which is ironic, considering I just started walking upright a few months ago. I still have the scars on my knuckles from dragging on the ground. In all seriousness, though, O positive blood type, those are the blood type, you know, if you're like me, we like diets that are protein heavy. Admittedly with me, I've always liked meat, right? I go back and get multiple burgers. I go back and get steak. When I have a choice to cook my meals at home, right, I'm quick to grab pounds of lean ground beef, grass-fed beef, and brown them up in a skillet. And that's what I like to eat, right? It's just my go-to. From there, it trickles down into really probably turkey and then maybe chicken. But fish is out the window. Not really my thing. So O blood types from Dr. Diamato's website. If you don't know him, look him up. All the resources are complimentary online. O blood types are high protein diet eaters, heavy on lean meat, poultry, fish, and vegetables. 
We should also be light on grains, beans, and dairy. Oddly enough, at a young age, I was deemed to be essentially lactose intolerant. I do not readily digest milk, grains, or beans. I didn't digest those well way before ever knowing this blood type diet existed. Now, this is just high level. I'm not going to dive all the way deep down into every variable what can go on for your blood type. But think about this. As I, as I describe what the specific blood types enjoy eating and where they feel the best, think if it fits you or not. Then go figure out your blood type if you don't already know it. And I bet almost with complete certainty that they're going to match up. Let's say you're an A-type blood type. Primarily, meat-free diet based on fruits and vegetables, beans, legumes, and whole grains. Ideally organic and fresh because A-type blood has very sensitive immune systems. So again, if you're more on the vegan side of things, the vegetarian side of things, whatever it would be, and you don't inherently feel a draw or a pull to eat meat, I bet there's a high probability that you're A-type blood. As we get into B-type blood, you should avoid corn, wheat, buckwheat, lentils, tomatoes, peanuts, and sesame seeds. Chicken can also be problematic. So, I had a client of mine that is currently coaching with me that showed me pictures consistently of eating broccoli, chicken, rice. Those were his meals. I just can't lose weight. It's just not coming off. So, what's your blood type? He shares with me his blood type. He shares with me what it is. Wouldn't you know he's B? He's a B blood type. And that the chicken that he's eating is actually causing an inflammatory response in his digestive system, putting undue stress on how he obviously processes food. So he's not able to get the nutrients. His body is stuck in the fight or flight mode and methodology. He's storing all things that he can on his body. And he's not losing weight immaterial of eating quote unquote healthy. So B-type blood needs to lean more into green vegetables, eggs, certain meats, and low-fat dairy. As we initiated those changes in his life, so far in four weeks, he is down 31 pounds. There could be something behind the scenes for this eating for your blood type, if you're open to the possibility of trying it. Then the final blood type is, of course, AB. This is a unique blood type, right? It's two in one, essentially. So foods that you would need to focus on include tofu, seafood, dairy, and green vegetables. People with AB blood type tend to have low stomach acid, so you should avoid caffeine, alcohol, and smoked or cured meats. Sorry, AB blood types. If you enjoy social beverages, I would encourage you to stop them at least for a period of time and see if the inflammation, gut health, and brain-gut barrier becomes more clear for you. It's going to help you. So these, again, are very, very high-level brushing over of what eating for your blood type could be. If you were to type in in Google eating for your blood type, you're going to see specific lists of things you should and shouldn't eat. Again, I know my O-positive blood type inside and out. So I do lean cuts of red meat. I do lean turkey. Occasionally, I do chicken because I just don't have a, a taste for it. It's not my thing. If I do fish, it actually ends up being shrimp. My body responds very well to high-spice foods, so cayenne pepper, curry, which I also happen to have a natural taste for. My body loves green vegetables. It hates all types of processed foods. 
So not only processing what you'd think from a store, but also things like wheat bread, certain rices. I have a running statement that I would encourage you to consider adhering to. If you can't pick it from the ground or pull it from a tree or kill it with a spear, you probably shouldn't eat it. So sorry, friends, that's the cereal that you might pick up in the morning. That could be the bagel that you grab. That could be any number of things, right? I have underneath my desk here as I record this, I have a bag full of macadamia nuts because in my blood type, peanuts actually cause inflammation. So peanut butter, actual peanuts, things like that, cashews, not good for me. Almonds, macadamia nuts, I am A-OK with, which are great fat sources. Now, not only is eating for your blood type a thing, but so is exercise and stress load, which ends up being a whole new thing to uncover, right? We spoke about yesterday having that, we'll call it metabolic um, deficiency. Right? You're going to eat less calories than you, you're going to consume less calories than you need if you want to lose some weight. You're going to eat a few more if you want to gain weight. But there's also the way that our body responds to stress, and whether you know it or not or adhere to it or not, Working out is stress. We are taxing the body's systems with a load. That is, if you go run, if you're someone who likes to run long distances or you like to swim, maybe you're like me and box and lift weights, maybe you're, you cycle, right? You ride a bike. Whatever those are, those are all, no matter how enjoyable they are for you, you are taxing your body's processes. So I'm going to share with you again a little bit more. I'm reading right from Dr. Diamato's website. This is not something that I am paraphrasing this is not some sort of witchcraft. You can literally Google all this and you'll see it. So as we dive into this, there are many factors, of course, that will play into how you exercise. Nutrition, hydration, rest, prior training, levels of fitness. I think we have to move all that to the side. We have to understand there's some base level things that we all need, right? If you're not drinking at least one ounce of water per pound of body weight, it's going to upset this apple cart. If you're not getting at least seven hours of sleep, it's going to upset this apple cart. If you're not eating well, training is going to be more difficult. But then from there, we get into things like cortisol response, hormone response. Those things are all stress-related hormones. So as I look at this, we start talking about, I'm going to dive into at least, A-type blood. Someone with A-type blood is going to have a bigger envelope for exercise than a poorly conditioned O-type. With exercise, not a question of all or none. Blood type O's are welcome to do yoga, while many blood type A's respond very well to weightlifting and aerobic activities. See, what I'm not sharing with you is those are actually inverted. As an O blood type like I am, my body craves the gym. It's how I actually process stress. So going and lifting weights, going and boxing are things that I need for myself. It's how I'm wired. Where an A positive blood type or an A blood type is far less likely to need that amount of stress than doing something like yoga or something that's more stretching related. Something like Tai Chi is going to be more beneficial for an A type blood. Which actually is going to pivot me into just sharing specifically about A-type blood. So all this is stress-related. 
Right, so I'm going to read literally how to handle stress as an A blood type, which stress we can equate to working out as well. A's, those of you that are A blood types, have naturally high levels of stress hormone cortisol in your body and produce even more in stressful situations. If you don't know, cortisol is actually released in 24-hour patterns, typically early in the morning between 6 and 8 a.m. Then it gradually would decrease throughout the day. You need a cortisol response because it actually triggers your body's circadian rhythm, which is a natural way that we covered yesterday that our body wants to fall into sleep patterns. So due to elevated natural levels of cortisol and A's, it could manifest into stress processes in many different ways in your life. Disrupted sleeping patterns, daytime brain fog, your blood could be thicker, hence why you should go donate some blood, and will promote muscle loss and fat gain. In extreme cases for A's, right? I know if you're listening, you could be one of these extreme cases. You're going to see obsessive compulsive disorder, insulin resistance, and hypothyroidism. The best way to combat that is actually fairly simple. To balance the cortisol levels, you want to start limiting your sugar, limiting caffeine, limiting alcohol. Don't skip meals, especially breakfast. Eating smaller, more frequent meals will also help stabilize your blood sugar levels. So if you're an A blood type, it might not work so well for you to do intermittent fasting in the normal capacity. There is not a one-size-fits-all component for any of our lives. I will encourage you to quit trying to take a mass approach to your health and wellness. It doesn't work that way. If you pay someone for a diet and they don't sit down and go through all of this with you, I would ask for your money back. If they don't encourage you to go get some testing done to figure out your lean body mass and your resting metabolic rate, there's a higher possibility for long-term damage to your thyroid and endocrine system than anything else. As a type A, you should also be aware of limiting your exposure when possible to crowds of people, loud noises, negative emotions, smoking, strong smells, too much sugar, overworking, lack of sleep, and extreme weather conditions. So even then, you A blood types, you know I love me some cold showers. Make them sparing, right? You don't have to push the envelope for two and three minutes. It's probably increasing the stress hormone in your body. There's a fine balance you want to find. So now that I've shared with you what you shouldn't do, let me share some things for you A's that might help you. Yoga, Tai Chi, meditation, deep breathing, all help. You can still partake in physical activity, stressful activity, but make sure you have a way to process that afterwards. Spend 10 or 15 minutes in your car calming yourself down. You need to be very careful about not overtraining because your cortisol levels are going to spike. See, this blood type idea is a marker of individuality and maybe a little bit even in personality. So type A's most often are described as sensitive to the needs of others, good listeners, maybe detailed-oriented, analytic, creative, and inventive. So if I were to give you like the list of ways to, to live right as an A positive or just an A blood type, here's what it would be. Cultivate your creativity and expression in your life. Establish a consistent daily schedule. If you haven't figured this out yet by, about me, you need to have that all the time anyways. Go to bed no later than 11 p.m. and sleep for eight hours or more. 
Don't linger in bed whatsoever. As soon as you get up, get up and get going. Take at least two 20-minute breaks throughout each day. Stretch, walk, do some deep breathing and exercise. Don't ever skip a meal. Begin your day with a higher protein intake and trail it off throughout the day. Eat smaller, more frequent meals. Engage in 30 to 45 minutes of calming exercises at least three times a week. Always chew food thoroughly and enhance digestion. Low stomach acid, of course, is going to make it more difficult for you to digest food. All this sounds probably pretty familiar to you, right? Just covered a lot of this in general. But now let's shift over to B's. We covered A's, we have B's, we have A, B, and we have O. So on the B side, B is a really close cousin to A. You still have higher levels of cortisol. As your B-type body is out of balance, it's going to manifest itself in overreaction to stress, difficulty in recovering from stress, disrupted sleep patterns, daytime brain fog, disruptive GI-friendly bacteria, and suppression of immune function. It could also then lead to insulin resistance, hypothyroidism, high stress, and exacerbate all health challenges that could exist. If you learn nothing else about Wellness Week, it's to figure out how to process stress more efficiently. The food that you eat stresses your body. The lights that we sit under stress your body. The physical stress of the day stresses your body. Going to the gym stresses your body. There is stress everywhere. Have to start coming up with healthy ways to process the stress so it doesn't eat you from the inside out. So that B blood type, you want to maintain a mind-body balance as it pertains to exercise. Choose a physical activity that challenges your mind as well as your body. Need to balance meditative activities with more intense physical exercise. You would tend to do best with activities that are not too aerobic, but also have an element of mentally challenging aspects and involving other people. This would be perfect for tennis, martial arts, cycling, hiking, golf, and even something like a box and burn or a nine round fitness or title boxing. You don't have to physically hit somebody else to be a part of that tribe. And it's a really mental exercise that's going to push both boundaries. As we get into the O blood type, right? This is one, again, that I'm intimately familiar with. It is my personal blood type. So O's, if you're an O like I am, we have higher levels of stomach acid. There's also a very unique characteristic of us O's that is even more important. Our blood type has been specifically well-developed to digest meals that contain both protein and fat. It's because the chemicals used by the digestive tract and an enzyme called intestinal alkaline phosphatate and a lipoprotein, which I'm not going to even get into, are secreted in the digestive tract in a much higher amount in us O's. These digestive factors greatly enhance our ability to not only metabolize the cholesterol in animal products more efficiently, but also to greatly increase their ability to heal digestive tract and better assimilation of calcium. However, for every pro, there is a con. For every plus, there is a minus. For every up, there is a down. In type O's then, unfortunately, carbohydrates, especially from grains, are more easily converted into fats and triglycerides meaning we should stay away from them. It's really crazy because the grains and lechins will actually create unwanted inflammation 
and autoimmune issues. So how do us O's manage stress? Us O's being the caveman blood type, we have an immediate fight or flight response. However, this response is tuned into stress so vitally early in O's, it's not always so beneficial for us in modern times. Type O's can cause bouts of excessive anger, temper tantrums, hyperactivity, and even create severe enough chemical imbalances to bring about a manic episode. For those of you that have worked with me, for those of you that have been around me, especially if you go back two or three years, this would have been very close to how I was. I didn't have the systems and processes set in place to allow myself to to work through the emotions. So in some capacity, they riddled my life. Right, Since there's a powerful synergistic relationship between the release of dopamine, which is essentially the feeling of reward, type O is more vulnerable to destructive behaviors when overly tired, depressed, or bored. There's a long period of my type in my life when I was bored, I would reach out to women and elicit new contact and communication. Now, I am not blaming my blood type for my poor activities. But I wish I had the sense of awareness to know that I was genetically more predisposed to looking for that dopamine dump because I could have just reached out to the women, woman, all of them that I was dating and made it much more easy to grow in my life. These can include, as Dr. D'Amato states, gambling, sensation-seeking, risk-taking, substance abuse, and impulsivity. To avoid being overstressed, we should focus on lean organic meats, vegetables, and fruit, avoid wheat and dairy, and we should also avoid caffeine and alcohol. I've not had a drink of alcohol now for, I believe, I can't remember how long, but bare minimum nine months. Just could care less about it. And caffeine, other than bulletproof coffee and the occasional uh, bang, I'll call it energy drink, I just like the flavor of it, pretty much away from caffeine as well. But O's, as far as we look at Exercise and the component there, we benefit tremendously from brisk, regular exercise that taxes the cardiovascular and muscular skeletal system. So, we also benefit from well-timed chemical release systems. The active physical exercise releases a swarm of neurotransmitter activity that acts as a tonic for our entire system. The type O who exercises regularly has better emotional response. You are more emotionally balanced as a result of well-regulated, efficient chemical transport systems. More than any other blood type, O's rely on physical exercise to maintain physical health and emotional balance. Us O's should be working out three to four times a week minimum. Engage in aerobic activity for 30 to 45 minutes at least four times a week. And if you are easily bored, choose two or three different exercises that you might vary throughout your routines. Doesn't make more sense now as to why I might box and also lift weights more days than not. It's what I need for myself. And it's not because I read it from Dr. Diamato. It's because I've tested it. If you don't believe any of this stuff that I'm sharing with you, try it for a period of time and adhere to it for 30 or 45 days. No matter what you do in a short period of time, it's not going to feel right. right? It's going it's to be different. You have a pattern interrupt that you've created. Last blood type we're going to cover today as it pertains to not only what you eat, but also how you exercise is going to be this AB blood type. 
See, AB, just like it sounds, is a mix of the inheritance of their A and B genes. A's have low blood stomach acid. However, they also have B types adaptation to meats. Therefore, you lack enough stomach acid to metabolize them efficiently. And the meat you eat tends to get stored as fat. Because AB has both the A and B blood type antigens, foods that contain chemicals called lechins are more likely to react with the tissue cells of your body than any other blood type. AB should avoid caffeine and alcohol, especially when you're stressed. You should focus again on tofu, seafood, dairy, and green vegetables. If you're trying to lose weight, avoid all smoked and cured meats. There's a wide variety of excellent protein sources for AB. A few highly beneficial fish would be mahi-mahi, red snapper, salmon, sardines, and tuna. AB, again, is someone that should have smaller, more frequent meals as they will help counteract digestive problems caused by inadequate stomach acid and peptic enzymes. As we begin to stress and exercise, even though people have different capabilities, AB, when it comes to stress hormone, you most resemble us O's in your tendency to overproduce certain things like adrenaline. You have the additional complexity of B's rapid clearing of nitric oxide, so you suffer the physical consequences of high emotions. Your greatest danger is a tendency to internalize your emotion, especially anger and hostility, which is more damaging to your health than internalizing it, than externalizing it. Side note, if you're listening to this show at this point, go to my business Facebook page, the one that has my profile picture just as me. Go to the messenger side of things, click on it, and type in frame, F-R-A-M-E. The frame is a tool that has been developed, started with some of the thought process behind Wake Up Warrior Stack, massage into something that I feel benefits myself and ultimately my clients, and allows you 25 to 30 questions to process any sort of negative emotion and find a gift and peace in it. It's yours complimentary. Just take it. Just literally go to the bot and type in frame, F-R-A-M-E. Give it a few seconds because it's going to think about what you're typing and then it gives you back a response. It's a dynamic environment. Don't be so quick to answer. You see, AB blood types often receive mixed messages about emotional health. While you tend to be drawn to other people and are friendly and trusting, there is a side of you that feels alienated from a larger community. At your best, you are intuitive and spiritual with an ability to look beyond the rigid confines of society. You are passionate in your beliefs, but you also want to be liked by others, and this can create internal conflicts. It's crazy. Here's a couple takeaways for you ABs. Cultivate your social nature in welcoming environments. Avoid situations that are highly competitive. Avoid ritualistic thinking and fixating on those issues, especially when you can't control or influence them. Develop a clear plan. For goals and tasks, annually, weekly, monthly, bi-daily. Avoid rushing. Engage in a community. Practice visualization. Carve out time alone and break up your workday with some physical activity, especially if your job is sedentary. All these things can be found in much greater detail. Dr. D'Amato might have been the founder of this, and that's D-A-D-A-M-O. So D'Adamo. I'm actually butchering his name this whole time. But if you go through this and you take a look at it and you do some research on it and just try it for a handful of days, because when we combine the caloric surplus or deficit from yesterday and add it 
to eating for your blood type. Then also working out and exercising in accordance to what is most beneficial for your blood type. In the caloretic restricted environment, you are giving yourself the greatest possibility to make a change in your physical body. And what I know is when your body becomes more physically in tune, right? When you lose the extra pounds, when you don't have the inflammation, your energy increases. When your energy increases, you get to show up in a greater capacity inside the workplace. Right? We all want to make more money, get the promotion, start our new company, or just grow and prosper. In addition to that, you can show up as a better individual for your husband, your wife, your kids, your boyfriend, or your girlfriend. And imagine a meditative practice in which your body didn't hurt. Where you sit there at peace with yourself because you've helped decrease inflammation. All of these things, when you start adding them together, just over the first two days of Wellness Week, if you just implement these, I promise you that all the days after, you'll be able to get shit done.